And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. It's a man out! A man out! And welcome to the first October movie madhouse. Yeah! Yeah! Scary month. Spooky! Yeah! That's what we should do. Scary month. Scary month? Yeah. Every episode with Jason is scary. That it is. <laughs> In that solo episode that hey. he did? I was scared. Terrifying. I couldn't listen to the whole thing. No? No. I kept shutting it off. Oh, I, what I did, I have the, the edit power. I mm-hmm. just edited out Jason's uh, stuff, and I just listened to Tom. Hey, that's a neat... I want a copy of that. You want a copy of that? Absolutely. It's like editing out the Jar Jar. Ow. Ow. I love the mix there. That was great. Yes. I it, it just it just dawned on me. Jar Jar. You are our Jar. I think you guys are mean. <laughs> See? Howood. 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 <laughs> well, why don't we kick off our scary month with a movie review? Oh. And yeah, we'll, we we saw one, didn't we? Yeah, it's yes. a scary movie. That we uh we actually had a scheduled time we could actually get to the theater the exact same time and we went to go see annabelle Annabelle. i like your dogs (laughs) that freaked me out holy crap (laughs) oh yeah being in the theater with that the big sound yeah that added a lot yeah now okay let's preface this with spoilerific people you know us by now if we go to a movie we're gonna talk about it if you don't want to hear about Annabelle, you know, well, you're going to have to either shut this off now or fast forward, I don't know, five, ten, half hour. <laughs> Although technically, if you've seen The Conjuring, you know how it ends. For all intents and purposes, yes. Yes. Although I found, I, I you know there's going to be an Annabelle 2. There I, has to be an Annabelle 2. How, I'm thinking an Annabelle 2, and that's going to be the story where it ends up in the hands of the Warrens. Um, they've already just done that. Yeah, they just did it because as the movie ends, you see Annabelle locked in the it's case. A, yeah, and it says it. But I think we're gonna get the story of those girls, that nurses. That ah. I think I, you know what I. I don't know how well it's been doing, but I know that it was sold out last night. I would those showings so. were sold out last night. Yeah, I, I I think it's the the first scary movie of the October season, the October, the month of October, the, the Halloween season. Yeah. Okay, as far as I'm concerned, October is Halloween. Yes, and this is the the, the perfect kickoff to the scary month. It, all of October is when you're going to get more of your scary movies on television, the marathons, and There's all that kind of stuff. One that we're not getting. Yeah. Yeah. What's that? Tusk. Oh, God, don't even... <laughs> we'll, we'll get into the ra- that yeah, rant no. a little bit later. Oh. So, Annabelle. <laughs> What's your first impressions of Annabelle? I liked it, but... It... Why do you automatically assume he's talking to you? Go ahead, talk. Oh, you're, no, I'm just curious. Flick, flick, flicking, you're not... Well, yeah, you're, you're, but... I don't even know if you're paying attention. We're talking about Annabelle. So you're not paying attention. Oh, that's right there. <laughs> oh, yeah. You were talking about that Musk thing. Yeah, I don't know. Musk. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Jay. Um, I liked Annabelle. I appreciated what, what it gave us. Now we really understand why he was freaking out in The Conjuring. Yeah. Don't go in there. Don't go near the doll. 
but it didn't hold me like The Conjuring did. Didn't quite have the feel. Yeah, different people involved. Well, it, it's a different movie altogether. It's a different storyline altogether. Yeah. Like, the the whole idea of The Conjuring wasn't Annabelle-centric. Uh, and I get that. And I, I, I really do think it's the director. Uh, it was a different director. And I think it's James Wan directed The Conjuring. And yes. I think it's his vibe. There's something about his style, I think, is what held me. And I just wasn't getting that in Annabelle. It, not, not that it was entirely a bad thing. It was an enjoyable movie. Yeah. A lot of cool stuff went in there. and Nice tingly scenes. Oh, yeah. Definitely. So there, there, was, there was one time the, pe- the, the, the person sitting behind me kicked my chair just at the right time. <laughs> <laughs> and I just about jumped out of that seat. So. <laughs> oh, I like that effect. Oh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> 4D experience. Oh. <laughs> I found 4D in the theater because it got colder as the movie progressed. That theater got really freaking cold. Well, I think they just turned the air conditioning on. That's what that was. Why? No, I think it was Annabelle. She came to see it. Wow. Oh. She's got to keep an eye on her movie. Now, her I, I, role, right? I liked it. And um, it gave me the chills in the spots that I thought I was supposed to be getting the chills. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that, the end scene with the crib. That, just like, holy cow. I, I didn't know how dark they were going to go because I just had this vision of something else happening yeah, there. Yeah, me and too. It didn't. So I was so glad because if they had. That uh, would have been a bummer. Oh. <laughs> oh. But, when, but when she was doing it, I just went, holy cow, they're going there. <laughs> they are going there. And when, and when they cut to the door frame, I went. Holy shit, they did do it. <laughs> <laughs> Trying not to spoil that, but uh, you'll know when you see it, you're gonna go you're probably gonna go in the same route we are and luckily they didn't quite go that dark. Yeah. Well, I think they learned their lesson from that episode of MASH. Oh, when okay. Hawkeye went crazy. Thought he killed a chicken. Thought- that one, yes. Keep that chicken quiet. Uh, yes. It wasn't a chicken. Spoilers from a TV years show. Ago. Years ago. <laughs> Get over it, folks. Uh, what was your impression? My favorite part was in there. The little girl running towards the door. Oh, that was just like, <laughs> holy cow. What I, one thing I did like, though, is not once in the trailer did we ever get any glimpse of that black figure. Yeah. That was a really cool effect, and it, and I saw it in the credits. That was Greg Nicotero yeah. from Walking Dead. That was him. That, yeah, that was his work. Sweet. And man, that is that was a cool looking demon figure. When we didn't get a, a straight on view of it, not no. full on. The, the 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 scene with the demon that creeped me out the most was when Mia was standing at the top of the stairs, and the stairwell was in blackness, and he's at the bottom of the stairs and you could just kind of i'm just like yeah holy shit <laughs> like every time she turned around he was a little closer yeah yeah and she stood there staring waiting for something to move because that's what i do when i get scared and i'm looking down and i see something in the shadows i sit and wait for it to move yeah. anticipate okay it, oh, oh let's go left yeah you're trying to anticipate I, i'm just waiting to see if it's there <laughs> <laughs> it was there yep now one of the things that i always i didn't want to see and it and when they did do it, it really worked. Annabelle doesn't move. No. No. Other than when she stood up. She did not move. She, she didn't move. You're right. No. 
that was the full possession of the demon. Yeah. And, like, when that first scene happened, I went, oh, no, don't do that. I went, oh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Now, uh, did you get the same impression I did that as the movie progressed and the demon got more and more frustrated? Yes. The face changed. Yeah. Like, the eyes started getting red. We were bloodshot yeah. at the end of it. Like, one of the creepiest images, and it wasn't even close up. It was uh, in the new apartment, and she's sitting on the on the shelf, and her arms were crossed. Yeah. The face, the, the, the grimace, it almost looked Joker creepy. Yeah. <laughs> well, I always wonder, because that doll kept getting nastier and nastier, and it stayed on that shelf. Yep. Okay, a doll looking that nasty? If it's staying in the house, it's staying in a closet, because I'm not looking at it. Yeah, but the doll's not staying in the closet, no matter how many times you put I'll, it back in the closet. I'll duct tape that thing to the side of the well, closet. Well, okay, he... John put the doll in a crash can and put the lid on tight. At the old house. At the old house. That didn't work. But duct tape fixes everything. If he had maybe duct taped the can. Holy duct tape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, am I the only guy here that when they did that first scene, when they showed the, the, the priest doing the thing, I'm thinking Cardinal Glick from uh, Dogma. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I had that image. That's it. I, I had that image. George Carlin said, what's he do? Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Actually, do you know who that guy was that played Father Perez? No. Tony Amadello, I, think, I can't remember who sounds his last name. Yeah. He's where I got the name for my WoW character, Braytech. Ah. He was on Stargate SG-1, and he was Teal's teacher. Okay. So that's, but that was Braytech. That's oh, all yeah. I could think of him as. The, um... I lost my train of thought. Did you see the... Uh, Robin already conferred about this. Uh, did you see the continuity error? Continuity error. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm guessing I missed it because okay. nothing's coming to mind. Now, so what, it, what I noticed it and I, Rob noticed it too. Uh, when they go to uh, talk to Cardinal Glick the, the time in the office. <laughs> yeah. Father Perez. Oh, Father Perez. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call him Cardinal Glick because that's referencing Kevin, and I'm I'm mad at him right now. Okay, <laughs> Father Perez. <laughs> when uh, Mia is sitting in the chair, she there's that little statuette. Yeah, she's playing with it, and when it cuts back to Father Perez, the statuette hadn't moved from its original position after Mia had been. Annabelle put it back. That da da. <laughs> No, not possible. Not po- oh, yeah, right. Because there was a big-ass eject button when that happened. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. It doesn't go to the church. We no, found that out not. the hard way. Yeah. I, I I was expecting, actually, to see the, the, the black creature in the doorway. but In the doorway of a church. That's what I thought, too. You both are crazy. Well, it, it you had the old Annabelle. The... the the real. The Annabelle. real Annabelle standing there. So I just was kind of putting, thinking too far ahead, putting too much in, too much in front of everything. And then when, boom, out he goes, I went, oh, okay, okay. Now I get it. Yeah. I, I do got to say, it's the first time I've ever seen a possession movie like that where it's not, it, it's been there for eight decades or whatever. Yeah. It was like the next day the doll oh, yeah. possessed. Well, like, a very quick timeline. You don't see that in that style of movie very no. well. Well, in The Conjuring, they did say that all the events that happened in The Conjuring took 
a, a great span of time mm-hmm. for, and obviously they compressed everything for the movie. Right. But I think they did that for the sake of moving the story along with Annabelle. Yeah, but even in the movies themselves, you see it, they'll say six months later, right. you know. Well, yeah, they did do that with they, this one. They did, but it wasn't like everything started freaky happened. The freakiness happened like a few days after the incident. Yeah. Like it, right away. And yeah. that, well, that was a nice refreshing change from that from that usual. Well, see, you, had, you had that the cultist's blood hit that doll. Yeah, and that was the uh, the catalyst for that the uh, thing that they were trying to do. Mm-hmm. No, no, no! It didn't just hit the doll; it soaked in. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it did. So that was pretty wild. I was expecting it, to see, yeah, to see it get sucked right into the eyeball. Yeah. They didn't do that effect. I expected them to, and they yeah. did. No, it was it was a really well done movie. I like the the baby peril added so much tension mm-hmm. to this, and it's just like. What are they doing with this kid? <laughs> the the books, the books coming that up. Was... The, holy cow! Oh yeah. And I was expecting in the climax, I was expecting to get a more of a mother bear. Give me back my baby, even more. I was expecting the mother to fight. Yeah. But then she backed down real quick, and to me, that was them kind of sticking with the time frame. The, the era that this is in, yeah, it, women weren't didn't feel as empowered no. back then. No, so nowadays, yeah, the women's attitudes have changed. They're they, they're stronger women, yada yada. So you would get that in a modern take. Yeah, I but think so. I agree. given the era, I really like that they didn't go to that. I'm still kind of stuck on the 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 trope of there just happens to be somebody that knows. What's going on in the neighborhood with the bookstore, with the uh, the appropriate books on the shelves yeah. for easy uh, analysis. That, I don't, that, that takes it away. Although, that wasn't her only purpose in the film. No. No. So they did add that aspect to it. Yeah. But it, it was just like. Play that up as, uh, as fate. Uh, or God's intervention. Yeah. However you want to put it. But I, it was just like. It always happens in something like this. There just happens to be the right person at the right time with the right information to Well, if they help. didn't, they would have been totally screwed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Because be a, that... It's a really different movie. It's just everything just bad happens. Done. Well... <laughs> Screw the happy ending. Just... just bleh, done. <laughs> I can't really say there was a happy ending in the grand scheme of that movie. Well, a happy ending for the the main couple. Well, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, just watch it. I just flipped to IMDb, and in the corner, it's got like a little TV trailer for Annabelle. Yeah, and it's, it's cool. On around it says, "Before the Conjuring, there's Annabelle." There's a big picture, and over on the side, in red crayon, it says, "Miss me." Oh, <laughs> oh nice, right? <laughs> but just watching that trailer reminded me another part that I really enjoyed was the sub basement. Yes, she went down to put stuff into her storage storage locker. And that's the first time you actually see this demon. Yeah. Right? That black hand that grabs her and then she runs the elevator and okay, she's safe. Well then the elevator opens to the same floor over (laughs) and over. I don't care. I go down and I go down into a creepy basement like that. 
if a baby carriage just rolls out and it wasn't there a second ago, I'm <laughs> that, gone. Yep. That, Screw, I don't care what noises are coming, uh, I'm gone. Kid's dead, I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> that was amazing. What a creepy, tingly moment that was. Yep. Just, I'm going, okay, we know something's happening, the tension's building, but when that, that carriage rolls out, it's like, Oh yeah. I always I always like to look at a scene and have my guess factor kick in. Yes. See how much I can figure out what's going to happen. Well, that one I was way off. Yeah. What I was doing, I was watching the background just as much as I was watching the foreground. Because yeah. I like I okay, I'm, I'm paying attention to this, but subconsciously I'm going Watch for the the clues in the back. There's I was something. doing that through the. I think the first three quarters or half the movie. At yeah, least. like just the, the opening scene, and when the, the the bad stuff starts happening, I was watching to see. Okay, we see the girl slip into the house, or we see somebody jumping through the window, or something. You know, yeah. I was looking for that stuff. She's walking from driveway across the driveway. I was looking in the background to see if there's any figure in the light. Yeah, yeah, yep. because James Wan does that. Okay, but and I know I know it's not a James Wan movie, but it's a James Wan story. Uh, yeah. Okay, did The Conjuring, so it's going to have his feel. So I was waiting for that. And unfortunately, I think after about 10 minutes, I lost track. <laughs> I had to start again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it was... All in all, I did really enjoy it. I did too. I did too. It was... Uh, it's, it's a perfect Halloween movie. Uh, and like The Conjuring, it wasn't over the top. No. They don't freak you out with the over-the-top gore. They don't freak you out with too many jump spots. No. I, it, it was really, really good. Yeah, but that, this is the demon in the stairwell. Yes. That That's what did, that's that's what did me in. <laughs> it was just like, wow, okay. I liked it when it was coming up the stairs, she looked down and you could see the hand kind of creep yeah. over, but then it turned into something else to make it look like it was shadow. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is it when... Father Prez is in the hospital, and John calls me, and the phone starts cutting out. All you hear is boom, boom, boom at the door. I am not answering that door. <laughs> no. Now, did you get the same impression I did that they were on the top floor? She kept hearing people upstairs. Yeah. There was nobody there. There's no top. There's no seventh floor. They're on the sixth floor. <laughs> and that's what was creeping out the neighbor, too, because everybody's looking. I'm going... What is going on up there? Because there's nothing up there. There <laughs> yep. shouldn't be anything up there. Because I they made no reference to an attic. So if it's if there's no attic, that's the roof. Yeah. I heard a scream. Stay here. Go check it out. John? The trailer. Is everything all right? Oh my God, they're covered in blood. Go back inside. It's not mine. It's not mine. Go back inside. Call the ambulance right now. Where are you? You survived. You don't come out the other side of something like this weaker. What is there left to be scared of? This is the last of them. How did that get in there? I swear I threw it out. Things must have got mixed up. There, she fits right in. Doll, just oh, see, James Wan produced it. Yeah, right there. I expected her head to turn. I did too. Yeah. But that's what I liked about that. They didn't move the doll. 
That is... When she walks in the background, and then suddenly she's here in the foreground. Yeah. How big was that friggin' apartment? I know, that was huge. More square footage in my house. (laughs) They're bowling alley from the main hallway. Oh, it's Pasadena. We'll have to uh, get Dave on. Find, uh, there are things happening that he- the buildings. Yeah, we should talk oh, yeah. to someone. I don't think. But that was creepy when she was trying to crawl away from the kitchen fire, yeah. and it dragged her back. Dragged her back in broad daylight too. That's the best part about that. Yeah, all of Sometimes, the times, a lot of the scares hatch themselves. No, that's they're taking away that the demons only have power in the night. Definitely worth the watch. Yeah, people. Yeah, this is the if even if you are not a huge fan of horror movies, this is the the month to do this. This is the entire time you're supposed to be doing watching scary movies, and this is a real good way to kick it off. Yes, absolutely. Yes or no? Like, can it get better? Can it get better? I'm curious to see where they go with Conjuring 2. If James Wan comes back, I believe he is. It gives it another kick. Two. I believe he is. Conjuring 2? Conjuring 2 next year. Good. I'll take it. Two things I found out. One we noticed in the theater. Annabelle is actually the real first name of the actress who plays Mia. Yeah. The main actress. They rolled the credits and went, oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> and the second one, the real Annabelle doll is actually a Raggedy Ann style doll. Really? Yep. And uh, they're right in the movie. It is still at the Warren's little occult museum. Hmm. I would love to go through that. Yeah. And not get possessed, but hey. (laughs) (laughs) I doubt they let anybody in there. I would doubt that too. Yeah. He said, you know about it. That's good enough. That's good enough for you. Last thing I want to say is as ugly as that doll and scary that doll gets through the movie, the damn thing was ugly. Fresh out of the box. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, who f- could find that but, cute or beautiful? But you look at it, it was part of the set. Yeah, all those dolls had the same dress on. Yeah, because oh, remember, yeah. the when they were the back of the original house, when, he, when she puts it up on that shelf, the two dolls beside it are dressed exactly the same. Yes, yeah. So it's a set. So this the demon just happened to attach itself to that particular doll. Well... Not happen. That's the doll that what Annabelle grabbed when she killed herself. Yeah. Good movie. And, Check it out. And <laughs> when the occultist, when the female occultist broke into the house too, she was holding on to Annabelle when she committed suicide. That's what he just said. That's Annabelle. That was Annabelle. That was Annabelle? Yeah. Annabelle Higgins. She was the daughter of the neighbors. She came back and killed her parents. Oh, and then... I. I was, you missed that? I missed that. Part. He had it as two separate stories. Yeah. Yeah. No, they were they were one. Oh. Yeah. That's creepy. So, yeah, when Annabelle grabbed a hold of the doll and she made that little symbol on the wall. Yeah. That was or the spell. She... And then, oh, maybe she didn't do it. My, yeah, that would seem, 
my take of that suicide is the demon. Yep. Did her. He took out his minion so he could have a conduit. Maybe. Yep. But from the, all the knowledge I have, they can't affect reality unless... There's a physical connection. Right. right. Yeah. So my guess is she did it to herself to allow it yeah. to come through. Sacrifice to her, to her God. Yes. Okay. Yeah. But I see either playing very evenly, you know? Yeah. Both stories. And I'm, I got to watch The Conjuring again because the woman who brings the Warrens, the Annabelle doll, yeah. is actually the nurse who was holding the brand new baby in this movie. Oh, yeah? Yes. Ha <laughs> ha. <laughs> I love how they're connecting all this. Yep. This not, is fantastic. Not just storyline, but actual characters in the movie. It's like a Marvel kind of thing. Remember, the, mo- the movie oh. opens with those girls saying were nurses, and, yep, mother, yep. and her mother gave her this doll, and it's creeping us out. That's right. So from I'm wondering me. if the Warrens were in that room, if they were talking to the Warrens. That's from the Warrens' tapes, from okay. The Conjuring. You hear that in The Conjuring yeah. as well. Yeah. So, okay, that was the Warrens. So, yeah, I guess we're not going to get the Annabelle to the, the nurse story. But... We just pointed out that doll was part of a set. Yeah. Maybe the other two. Uh, I, I don't think so. It. They weren't. Shh, shh, shh. It's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> a very It'll be called narrow possibility. Annabelle's little sisters. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Juan or anyone else connected with these films, please don't do that. <laughs> please don't do that. Okay. So this is the month, scary movie month. Yep. I, I kicked it off for myself. I started watching. We're going to go into the stuff that we watch. Yes. I started my scary movie with The Shining. <laughs> the original nice. Shining. Nice. I watched Showgirls. Uh, oh, that is terrifying. <laughs> yeah. Especially that sex scene in the pool. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> How can something supposedly be so sexy be such a turn off? <laughs> yeah. Why is it sloshing so much? Uh, uh, and then the water. Uh, yeah, having a seizure while trying to have sex <laughs> in a pool, not drowning. That just doesn't add up, kids. Not sexy. Yeah. Because uh, uh, just the the physics of the way she bent back and whatnot. <laughs> I'm sorry. He, he, he would have broke his dick. Oh, yeah. He would have just snapped it like a twig. Who says he didn't? Uh, he did scream. Well, he did scream. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm also thinking that. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> it, just, it just dawned on me how how quickly I got railroaded off. The shining. <laughs> Showgirls will do that too. Oh, yeah. But yeah, like I said, when she starts thrashing about, I'm just wondering if he just went. Oh, what's going on here? Do what you want. I'll just be here. Yeah. I need a young priest and an old priest. <laughs> so, The Shining. Yes, back to that. Back to The Shining. Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it. Been a while. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I throw up the beach ball sometimes if somebody's got a <laughs> But I, I, I had come to the, the impression... That Heath Ledger, when he was getting ready for the Joker, watched Jack Torrance with his mannerisms and his facial expressions. I, I, okay, I know it's Jack Nicholson, but uh, Jack Torrance, when he's when he's finally going off the deep end, I think Heath Ledger pulled a lot of those mannerisms from that. Oh, I don't doubt that at all. Remember, Nicholson also played the Joker. So maybe Lee Ledger did as an homage to Nicholson. But Nicholson didn't 
He didn't do the same. He didn't no. do the same. No, he, he didn't. He wasn't but, Jack Torrance. But it could have. It just could have been Ledger's way to yeah. give a nod to Nicholson himself. Yeah, I, I can see that because when he when Jack Torrance finally loses it and he's walking back towards the bar where he uh, meets the guy in the the the, the waiter mm-hmm. in the the red bathroom. When he's walking down the hall, he's just doing all these gesticulations and stuff like that. The Heath Ledger Joker did a lot of those, and he had a lot of the same facial expressions. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm agreeing with you that I think Ledger pulled from the Jack Torrance character to get his Joker to pay homage to. I, hey, if you're gonna pull, that's one. Oh pull. yeah, and I believe Shelley Duvall was. Playing Candy Crush over there? No, you know how you have Facebook Messenger puts those little faces? Oh, yeah. If you put your finger on it and drag it to the X, it goes away, but there's a trail behind it oh. of all the other faces. Oh. <laughs> and I was just going crazy. <laughs> I think like, Shelley Duvall played a great damsel in distress mm-hmm. because and she always does. Olive yeah. oil. Yeah, olive oil. <laughs> That's the only two roles I can see, I can remember her in. But I, she had to have had bigger roles. Yes. Or more roles. I would say so. But, yeah, those but, are the only yeah. that come to mind. He said, the Shining and Popeye are... Eh. They're so totally there, There's more. Oh, big time. Yeah. <laughs> They're the two sides of a coin. <laughs> and when Scatman Crothers takes that axe in the chest, that scared the shit out of me. It's yep. still... I know it's coming. When he comes, when he comes whipping around the corner... Of that pillar, and he gets them. I was like, I jump every time. First time I ever watched Shining, I had to be like twelve or thirteen, and you know, my my cousins had tormented me with with horror movies and stuff. <laughs> I could not watch Friday the Thirteenth. A lot of stuff that explains I, your phobia of uh, horror movies now. No, no, I've I'm, I've outgrown that. It's just they're just just not my thing. Generally, I just mm-hmm. I don't find them too, very entertaining. Okay, not not as much. Anyways, but. That first time I watched it, it was on, um, what, basically the movie network. Yeah. Yep. And I forced myself to watch it. I said, you know point. what? Damn it. I got to get through it. Yeah. And it scared the living hell out of me. <laughs> I, I don't know if I had nightmares that night, but I know it was a while before I actually went to sleep. My parents were out of town. So I'm home alone. Oh, that's the best. Uh, and every <laughs> little creaking noise of the house. Yeah. yeah it was. But. It's a fun memory. (laughs) (laughs) Well, flashing back to Annabelle, when Mia was getting her stuff ready to go downstairs to uh, the lockup, Mm -hmm. and she's grabbing grabbing her keys, grabbing the stuff, grabbing her flashlight, I had such a visceral flashback because I remember as a kid watching scary movies at night, I'd always have a flashlight with me. Yep. (laughs) Always had a flashlight with me. So it was just like, I went, I so connect with you right now. It's the horror movie Magic Wand. It is. <laughs> it is. You're not here. Boof. <laughs> uh, the next one I watched, I think we talked. Oh, one second. I, she only has four real big movies. Yeah. And they all happen back to back. There's Annie Hall, The Shining, Popeye, and Time Bandits. Oh, okay. Time Bandits. Everything else is TV movies and TV series and shorts. Oh, okay. She oh. was in the original Frankenweenie. Really? Yes. <laughs> it's been forever since I've seen that. Oh, yeah. Uh, said for the other scary movie, Godzilla. I think I talked about that. Nope. Nope. Okay, I did. You did I to did. me. 
the the new Godzilla movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic. I liked it. You call that a scary movie, though? No, but monster. Yeah. Okay. People were scared. Yeah. Landon <laughs> was pretty scared for a while. <laughs> I saw that thing you posted about the Godzillas. Yes. Yes. That was pretty neat. They have something written in there. I never dawned on the connection between the, the bombings and Godzilla. Did you read that part? No, of it? no, I didn't get. I, I I skimmed it and then I threw it up and then I I had to get to work on editing. Godzilla was Japan's way of dealing with the bombings at yes. Hiroshima and uh, Nagasaki. Nagasaki, right? Because of the fact that when Godzilla first appears, Godzilla is the U.S. Yeah, Godzilla comes in and just decimates Tokyo, but then in the end ends up being Tokyo's friend and defending Tokyo and. I never put the connection together. Yeah. So it's a big uh, analogy for society. It's a big political oh, movie. Yeah. There was there was a lot of I I have a magazine in the van. I'll bring it in because it gives all the uh, uh, Godzilla timeline of all the movies and stuff like this. So like the very the first few original Godzilla ones were really really good, and you got a lot of good story about Godzilla, and then. It became the franchise, and then they started re- recycling footage, and it just kind of well, cheesed out. It confused me because it says, it, I think there's 17 Japanese Godzilla movies and four American. I know of two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, Godzilla 2000. Was that an American movie? That, I think that's an American movie. Oh, okay. So that's three. Yeah. I don't know where that um, is. Godzilla 2000, that's a smog monster. Godzilla with Matthew Broderick. Yep. And then this, this one. one. Bigger box. Um, yeah. <laughs> Good little puppy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't recall. I can't, yeah. yeah. I'll have to go through it. But, yeah. Um, it was... I I would have liked more monster like more. That's everybody's biggest complaint is it's, it's a movie about Godzilla. We didn't get enough Godzilla. We got, for that movie, the right amount of Godzilla. Yes. I loved it. I, I would, I would, for me, if Godzilla's not on the, Godzilla needs to be on the screen for the entire length of the movie. I'm a happy person. I like Godzilla. But for that particular movie, the amount of time Godzilla and the Mudas were on the screen told the story. Because see, had a story. Yes. Yeah. Good story. This yeah. sounds a whole lot like Phantom Menace hate, too. Everybody hated that because it was so slow. And but it, it's the story you got to look at because without that Phantom Menace, you can't have the other two. Oh, no, you know, no. so it sounds like the same principle. Jar Jar, Jar Jar is not allowed to talk. Hey, uh, <laughs> still doesn't matter. Why are you yelling in your mic, dude? <laughs> God, I know. One solo down. show and it goes right to his head. I know. If you want to control the mics that back? Go do your own show. <laughs> Uh, the next one I did see was, I think we talked about, uh, we were talking about Wreck, Wreck 3, mm-hmm. and you informed me that Quarantine is the American version. Yep. I watched Quarantine. What'd you think? I hate shaky cam. Uh, I do too. I hate shaky cam. It had a good story, but... it, But it tells, it is justified. The shaky cam in that is justified. Yep. Because it is a, a reporter following firefighters and they uh, get trapped in the building. So it's a guy with a handheld cam. So it is the lead actress in that. Is that the girl from uh, Dexter? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Jennifer I Carpenter. Know the, I know the movie. I didn't watch it. I'm not interested, but yeah. Oh, it's pretty good. Like not I said, bad, not bad at all. 
the sport, the story, especially at the end. Yeah. You know, because the build, basically it starts with her doing a story about this fire department and they go out on a call with them. The fire department gets called to this building because they're having some kind of sickness, you know, fire, ambulance, the whole bit could show up. So she starts doing, talking to the people in the building. Well, then the building gets quarantined. Like they drop sheets over the walls. There's people outside with snipers making sure nobody leaves the building. And uh, it slowly comes out that the people in the building are suffering from a form of rabies. That is actually very rapid. Well, I like, uh, they, they dropped the hint that they rented the attic space to a guy from Boston, but nobody's heard from him for a while. Mm-hmm. And they, they dropped a hint and they forgot it. They left it alone to the very end. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And when it gets to the very end of the movie, you're going, whoa, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Makes sense now. Yeah. <laughs> Because, yeah, that comes out when they first do their, their building roll call yeah. to make sure everybody's there. Yeah, he's not here. We haven't seen him in a while. Yeah. Okay. Well, so should I maybe add that to my Halloween list? Give it a good, honest good watch. Good, honest watch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'll get right on that. <laughs> no, uh, it's cool just because Jennifer Carpenter's in it, too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm fine. Yes. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, I think that's all I had. I if know, I remember, I know of one other movie that you watched because it inspired me to watch it too. Remember, you got two weeks. That oh yeah, right. There is one other one that you inspired me. Red State. Yes. Yeah. I'm just trying to think if I watched anything over the past two weeks. No, just Sons. I've been just Sons, and and all the the footage you've been. Uh... Oh, good lord! Yeah. <laughs> Pulling footage for the movie and for the dick documentary. How you liking how Sons is going? Oh, I like it. Um, I like it yeah, a lot. That last episode, knowing that the shit is really hitting the fan. I got to go back and watch that. Ep- I, I I missed the last episode. Oh, Did you? We'll, yeah. We'll just, ho, ho. We'll just stop then. Just, just. Oh, yeah. We'll spoil it for everybody, but not Mike. It's <laughs> <laughs> because Mike can kick the shit out of us. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, I, I am caught up on my uh, <clears throat> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I haven't started watching that yet. I'm loving what they're doing with this. Oh, I am too. The twist they had with uh, the Fitz character. Yeah. The tech. Okay. The they let me get this movie. straight. You won't spoil Sons I'm not, for Mike. I'm not but you're just yapping up a blue streak about Marvel after I say I haven't seen what it. it is. I'm just saying they have a nice little twi- quirk twist thing going on with him. It's what a guy. Good. Hey, what are you going to do? He gets his own show and he goes crazy. Yes. And at the end of the last episode, I think we got a, a peek at the new Big Bad. Yeah. He continues on. I know. I know I will. <laughs> and what about uh, Gotham? Ah, still haven't watched it. Really? I know. I have it on PBR. Ben, okay. Nominal. Oh, it's phenomenal. Are you going to go on about that now, too? I'll, I'll, the only thing I'll say is the guy playing Penguin is stealing the fucking show. Mm-hmm. Oh. Uh, he is stealing that show. Not enough. Uh, I, I'm I'm taking the guy that's playing James Gordon. I'm really digging that character. Yeah. I, because he's got his voice is so close to Oldman's. Oh, okay. And it, it's triggering. Every time he gets on, I'm going, Oh, okay, I know I know this this James Gordon. I don't, but You've got a recollection. Yeah. I I'm I do I'm I'm liking everybody on the show, but I just think Penguin is stealing it. He is he is knocking that role out of the park. I like the dynamic between uh, Falcone, Fish, and uh, the GCPD. 
Yeah, that's a very interesting, uh, so you, dirty you, little laundry you, there. You can't have organized crime without law enforcement. Yes, you can. <laughs> <laughs> it actually makes it a little easier. <laughs> uh, not not according to Falcone. So. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> that's the exact quote. <laughs> Isn't he the one that decided throwing acid at a guy on the bench was a good idea? Yeah. 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 Okay, don't trust his judgment. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh... All right, the list, it's not super long. Oh, well, okay. Red State. Red State. Two two memorable, memorable quotes. And our friend Jeff Scamahorn loves Red State as well. Yeah. And it was um, when they're standing, John Goodman's character is standing outside of the, the church, and they got the, the big metal gate, and the one, the one uh, ATF agent goes, how much do you think a cross like that costs? Goodman looks at him and goes, in dollars or common sense? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. That's a good. And then when Goodman's on the phone with the the head office, he said, your simple mission just, uh, he said, simple just shit itself. Yep. <laughs> That's, That's so good. So yes. And John motherfucking Goodman, I can watch him open an envelope and I'm, just, he's just so good. That was the first time I'd ever seen him do anything that wasn't. Either Big Lebowski or Dan Connor. You've so, never seen Coyote Ugly. He's still that's still like basically the Dan Connor dad type role. Yeah, this one is a grizzled, tired, yeah, <laughs> ATF agent, and he he killed it. Oh yeah, and you said those two lines. I I, I always chuckle the last, the very last line of the movie. There's. Uh, uh, Aben Cooper in the, the jail cell preaching, singing a song, whatever. Shut the fuck up! Yeah. <laughs> it's fitting. Yeah. <laughs> I can't find it in here. The Remember that scene where John Goodman's talking and then he turns around to the cop cop guy and yells at him? Yeah. Who stumbles back and falls? Yeah. That wasn't part of it. Oh. <laughs> the guy was freaked out by John Goodman. <laughs> Acting so good? Yep. Acting. Thank you. And then I just read another one. Kyle Garner was one of the guys uh, tied to that cross. Yeah. Okay. Suffered a panic attack while he was on the cross. Oh. No one knew because they thought he was still acting. Oh, <laughs> yeah, because they had him shrink wrapped to that cross. Yep. yep. And that would pretty much freak anybody out. Especially if you're any, at least uh, any little bit of claustrophobia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the other thing, too, the whole thing was shot in sequence. I Yes, I do remember Kevin talking about that during filming. That, that doesn't happen. Not very Not often. Not usually, no. I sent Kevin a tweet hoping to get an answer. I wanted to know, did he write Red State before or after the Southwest situation? I believe it was after. Because I believe the Southwest debacle unlocked his dark side started with red state and now we're getting the rest of it with tusk and yoga hose and all that stuff so let's turn him to the dark side yep. and launch. you know the ending of the movie yeah was not the original ending no he had a big plan for that yep because he, he, he talked about it on the podcast. he says he wanted to do the rapture he wanted to have the four horsemen come down he wanted archangels streaking across the sky the the righteous being pulled up like Beams of light. And Scott Mosier goes, that's a $25 million ending. <laughs> oh, okay. I liked what they did, though. I that, liked that whole... So what was the horns? Ah, it was some hippies uh, in the next part. It's a over. creative... It, it is an ending nobody would 
no. really think about. They would do the actual rapture yes. thing like that, but to have it just a bunch of kids fucking with the the churchgoers, yep. that's a it's a fun ending. Yes. All right, let's get on Great to your movie. Yeah. Okay, uh, what else? Um, watch Dead Poet Society. Oh, okay. Because you know, I'm trying to get, watch a Robin Williams movie every so often. Yeah. And I realized I never actually watched it back in the day. This is the first time I'd ever seen it. Which one? Dead Poet Society. Oh, seriously? For, yeah. I don't know why I never saw it before. I, know, I would have I to have. watch it again because it's been far too long since I've seen it. So, it was, Captain, my captain. It was yep. excellent. It was... It was Touching and inspirational, and then really friggin' depressing. Oh yeah! But it was—it's a great movie. Uh, so, fan of Robin Williams at all, and not the silly Robin Williams. This is the dramatic Robin Williams. Yeah. Mm-hmm. you got to see it. Oscar. I uh, watched this uh, interesting little show. It's only got like eight episodes, like twenty-two minutes each. Uh, BBC show. It's called Young Doctor's Notebook. It stars John Hamm and Daniel Radcliffe. Wow. <laughs> it's based on a book. I guess it's actually based on this Russian doctor. It's about this uh, Russian doctor in the early 1900s. Um, John Hamm is him as an older man. Yeah. And um, he's in his office, and his office is getting rummaged through by police or whatever. And they find his notebook, and he looks at it. It's his notebook from when he was fresh, right out of medical school. Oh, and that's and a got, Daniel Radcliffe That's character? Daniel Radcliffe. Oh, ah, okay. Gets shipped off to this rural hospital in northern Russia. Two days by train, two days walking from there. That's northern exposure. Uh, yeah, but there's not even a town. It's it's like a house in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and there's there's him, there's the felcher, he's basically the dentist, but he also gets the gets supplies and whatnot. Yeah. And a wet nurse or whatever and a, a wet nurse in training. <laughs> Okay. And this is early 1900s. You got to think, what medical technology did they have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny, but it's also very dark because it, it, the show progresses. And John Han keeps visiting his younger self. He's okay. talking to himself as he's writing his journal, basically. Yeah. Follows his progression into an, a morphine addiction. Oh. That's why he's, his office is getting ransacked because they're, they found out he's been writing fake prescriptions and feeding his addiction. That's the first, the first, the second season. He's clean and sober. He's out a year out of jail. So ah, kind of okay. Finishing, going on with the story. I don't know if they're doing another season because the way they left it. But very weird, very gory, a lot of blood because <laughs> it's uh, during the time when the the Bolsheviks rise up. Oh, the okay. Russian uprising. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got at one point. The Bolshevik army comes through, <laughs> and then like two days later, <laughs> the white army comes through. I don't think they're doing another season. I, I would think no, the way they ended it. Well, the last episode was December twelfth, two thousand thirteen. Yeah, so they could be. It's over a year. Yeah, I don't know if they filmed anymore. Almost a year. It could. Yeah, right. A year apart. When That's did it start? Normal. November twenty first. Three eight oh, episodes. Yeah. The BBC will be able to pump those out, no problem. Yeah, but it, okay, if no. they do it in November, it could still be coming. <laughs> That's but true. I don't know. The way they ended it, I don't know if they can. But it's very... It's it's just weird, and it, the, the funny stuff is really freaking funny. <laughs> and the dark stuff gets really freaking dark. So it's definitely one, if you want to see a little something different from John Hamm, and, and especially Daniel Radcliffe, that's cool. one to check out. My, my son's found it. Oh. And now, a word from our sponsors. 
Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us. Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jazelmon.com. See or rewatch Cap Two, Winter Soldier. Oh. Did you count? I lost count at four, <laughs> but I don't think there was that many after that. But it's it's hard to follow how many times that knife changes hands. But it's just it's beautiful just to watch it. Out. <laughs> so yeah, his, such a great movie. His his uh, in the the bonus features on the on the Blu-ray they show him. Working with his uh, his trainers, doing this, the, doing the knife fight. Okay, and 
he he goes after months and months of practice he would carry the knife around with him at home flipping it and trying to get used to the weight and stuff like that they finally did the choreographed fight and he did it and yeah. everybody goes yeah <laughs> ruined the take and they had to do it again yeah. <laughs> nope they forgot to put film in the camera oh, yeah. lens cap lens cap <laughs> oh <laughs> Great audio. Do it again in live. <laughs> but, yeah, Cap 2 is quite possibly the the best of the Marvel series so far. Did you... I, I don't know. Uh, did you see the news today? They're going to do the first Avengers 2 preview on the Guardians of the Galaxy Blu-ray and DVD. Really? Sweet. It's supposed to come out. Soon. It's, oh, it's probably going to come out for uh, Christmas. I hope so because I can't wait to see it again. Oh, no. <laughs> um, anyways, uh, after talking with uh, uh, Andre, oh okay, listener Andre, uh, he rewatched something that so made me want to see it again. Kung Fu Hustle. Oh, that was so fun! That Buddhist palm technique and yeah. the, the, the toad technique of Quan Lu, and <laughs> just that's it's a great movie. Huh? So silly fun. I like that Stephen Chow. Um, his other one, Shaolin Soccer. I didn't see that one. I think it, I, I stuck with pretty, the hustle. Pretty crazy, silly. Yeah. And the, the 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 big final soccer match in that is uh, pretty enjoyable. Cool. Okay. I get a kick out of what they do with it. Yeah. Uh, Kung Fu Hustle. Yeah, I remember watching that. I was going, "This is such fun." They've been they, they're supposedly having a sequel coming, but it's been oh. years since I first heard about it. and I've heard nothing since. I don't know where yeah. where they would go with it, but. Where can't they go with Yeah, it? yeah, it's just it's over the top wire fighting, right? Yeah. So I'm not take more. Oh yeah. I like yeah, it. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I, I I'm not big on documentaries. It really has to be a topic that I, I'm into. I managed and it was hard to find uh Queen Days of Our Lives about the oh, band okay. Queen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Great documentary. If you're a fan of Queen at all, you should definitely track it down. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff I did not go know behind the scenes with them. Like their first three albums, they got totally screwed. They weren't making any money. Oh, yeah, they're still paying for their tour and whatnot. Wow! But they got screwed over by the, their contract with the record producer and stuff. <laughs> and yeah, it was some pretty crazy stuff. And just their how they went about their music. Everybody in the band put their input in. That's why their music changes so much yeah. in different styles. Because oh, well, we, I feel this way now. <laughs> um, Bohemian Rhapsody Freddie flat out said Yeah it was supposed to be Three songs I just smashed them All together <laughs> Sure It worked <laughs> Yeah it's Just a phenomenal documentary And really Really touching In the, the end With, with Freddie's passing And yeah. how they continue Because Freddie worked Pretty much up to the day He died He recorded He, he knew they, that He was recording stuff That would not get finished In his lifetime but he just wanted it out there. So that's why they put out their last album, uh, Made in Heaven. Okay. Which was all yeah. his tracks that Freddie put down before he just before he died. Wow. And, uh, yeah, it's at the aptly named Days of Our Lives. That's from their song, These Are the Days of Our Lives. Yeah. And in the video, it's that's the last video. And you could tell that it wasn't the same Freddie. But it, he's, when he says, uh, I still love you at the end, it's that's his goodbye. Really, it, it hit me hard. Yeah. <laughs> I want to tear up right now. <laughs> um, that's you know, if I can get, if I can get a time machine, uh, and Xander and I have an agreement, either one of us gets a time machine, we're going back to see a Queen concert, like Wembley Stadium, or well, 
That's that's what we're doing. Yeah, because there's nothing far more pressing like assassinations to solve or anything. No. I'm, I, no Killing I'm, Hitler. Job, job, job. Killing Hitler as a baby, you could do that. Oh, but showing up at a Queen concert. I'm just, I'm just another person in the crowd. Yeah, but what if someone else was supposed to be in that crowd? And you bought their ticket. Who says I'm buying a ticket? I'm just <gasps> popping up in the backstage. Man. Oh, oh, <laughs> well, thanks for supporting Queen. You <sighs> selfish prick. It's a butterfly effect, my uh, ass. <laughs> the time machine I'm going to have is going to be the TARDIS from Doctor Who, where we can literally go anywhere. So I'm going to be like in their bathroom. <laughs> this just got awkward. I'm yeah, I'm yeah. sneaking in. Um, two, uh, one more full movie. One that we talked about a while back cause, uh, with Luke Besson's movies, uh, Fifth Element, mm-hmm. yeah, and whatnot. Finally watched Leon the Professional. Ah. Just yesterday. And? So, you know, that was actually, that was on TV at work a couple weeks ago. I was, I was walking through the lunchroom and, oh, Leon the Professional. So I sat down and watched it. <laughs> wasn't quite what I expected, but I loved it. And I, But that being Luke Besson's first big movie... I could really see all the elements that I've grown to like of his style were all there. Yep. And Gary Oldman. Oh. <laughs> Enough said. Gary Oldman yeah. being Gary Oldman. Yeah, there's a couple spots where he was just chewing the hell out of the scenery, but it kind of worked. Gary Oldman. It worked big time. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, Natalie Portman was, it was just weird. Yeah. So young. <laughs> the last note I have here is last, last night, um, flipping through the channels really late at night, and we caught the last 20 minutes of the movie The Sandlot. Oh, good movie. Oh, yeah. It's it's one of my little guilty pleasure favorites. It's mm-hmm. a nice, oh. cute little family-friendly baseball flick. You know, uh, I made notes, too. I actually watched another movie. Okay. Uh, the Express, the Ernie Banks story. I've never heard of that one. He's a familiar. But Football player. Okay, yes, The college, yes, yes. Uh, he gets recruited by uh, the Orangemen and Syracuse Orangemen. Mm-hmm. Really good story. He, he ends up uh, being recruited and becomes a huge star for the, for the Orangemen. Then he gets recruited into the NFL and comes to find out he has leukemia and he dies at the age of 23. No. So, yeah, it's it was he was supposed to be out there playing um, – Running back with uh, Jim Brown. Yeah. Jim Brown was uh, ahead of him by a couple years. And Jim helped him get recruited to Syracuse. And it's talking about racial tensions as the Orangemen go down to Texas to fight to uh, play the the Texas Longhorns in the Cotton Bowl. Okay. And um, the the black players were not allowed to walk through the front door of the hotel with the other teammates. They had mm. to go around really and use a, a service. It, it was wow. it was this was the height of the segregation age and dealing with with that. And it was actually a really well done movie. Mm. And it said you might not be a big football fan, but there's more to the story than just football. That's cool. Yeah. I like stuff like that. Yeah, this is it was uh, the Express. Well, okay. I pulled up. Sorry, go ahead. I, I got to finish the Sandlot. Oh yes, no, Sandlot. Okay, it Definitely. is one of my favorite movies. I've watched it hundreds of times. Yep. In the final climax, when Benny jumps over the fence to take down the beast. Yeah. You know, the beast walks out of the, the his his cave, if you will. And my wife pointed it out. She ruined the movie for me. <laughs> she points it out. Wow, his balls are really hanging low. 
<laughs> so the rest of the damn movie is the dogs chasing Benny. I couldn't help but look for the damn dingly balls. They're just dangling like. What have we learned today? <sighs> Jason is staring at dog balls. Wants to show up in Queen's bathroom. I'm worried. Uh, I'm not surprised. Taking you with me. I'm not going. <laughs> uh, yeah, my wife has ruined the sandlot for me now. All I could picture is dangling dog balls. Over and over. <laughs> On to the news. <laughs> for the love of God, get on to the news. <laughs> what are we at? Uh, 56. <sighs> <laughs> I'm very uncomfortable sitting where I'm sitting right now. <laughs> As well, well you should. Oh! <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, October is scary movie month, so I just did a little peek. Uh, Annabelle came out yesterday. Yeah. Okay, I mean, wow! It came out yesterday. <laughs> uh, coming out on the on the tenth is Dracula Untold. I want to see that one. Yes, big time. There's a couple other good ones, but I'm just focusing on the scary ones right now. There is nothing coming out the week after that. Uh, Fury. That's coming out. Yeah, but that's not a horror movie. He's looking for a scary movie. Yeah. Oh, War's not scary? Shia LaBeouf's in it. That's scary enough. There you go. Okay. Qualifies now. <laughs> Ouija is coming out the 24th of October. Wow. Oh, and John Wick. Okay. Never kill a man's dog. Yes. <laughs> see, we were forced to watch that trailer we today. We forced to watch that trailer. I didn't see it because I was at an oblique angle, so I tuned it right out. Badass Keanu. Almost makes me want to go see that movie. And the guy who at the gas station says, nice car, how much you sell him for it? He's on Game of Thrones. Yes. That's um, Than Greyjoy. No, that's not his name anymore. So, sorry. Greek. <laughs> there you go. That's, yeah, that's uh, Alfie Allen, brother of uh, singer Lily Allen. Yeah. She actually wrote a song about him. Yeah. It's a cutesy little song about her brother just smoking too home. much weed. Smoking too much weed and uh, masturbating a lot. <laughs> Thanks, sister. <laughs> well, also coming out October 31st, Halloween night, is Horns with Daniel Radcliffe, and they're re-releasing Saw, the original. Wow. Yes. Horns, I really want to see. That movie, the trailer has intrigued me big time. I want to see that movie. And now you were curious about Guardians. Yes. So I did a quick peek on what's coming up in DVD and video. Yep. Sorry, I guess just DVD. Hmm, that dated me. Uh, let me see. <laughs> I heard on Betamax. On the seventh is Laser Disc. Laser Disc. <laughs> on the seventh is Edge of Tomorrow and A Million Ways to Die in the West. Oh, cool! Million Dollar Arm. Then the week after is X Men: Days of Future Past. Nice and Electrical Cut. Mister Peabody and Sherman. Boo. And uh, Whitey, United States versus of America versus James J. Bulger. Coming out the week after that, the 21st, is Purge, Anarchy, okay. Earth to Echo, and Sex Tape. Oh, wow. wow. Wrong Turn 6 is coming out that day, oh. as well as See No Evil 2. Ah. Yeah, I didn't know that was even existing, but uh, hey. Oh, okay. Then we get into November. And Maleficent, Hercules, and Planes come out. Oh, I'm going to be picking so up Maleficent. 
It was good. Oh, yeah. Then the week after, How to Train Your Dragon 2. I'll yeah, be getting that. Picking that one up, too. Tammy and Let's Be Cops, as well as Jersey Boys. Let's Be Cops already? Holy cow, did they rush that? Oh, out. wait, wait. Holy. 22 Jump Street the week after that, November 18th, as, as well as If I Stay and Into the Storm. Into the Storm was just a couple weeks ago. If I Stay, I think it was well, okay. still there. Yep. If, oh. Okay. If it tanks, they're going to rush it to try and recoup some of the money. Yeah. So yeah. we won't be able to talk to Jason the week of the 25th. No. I saw it. A Medea Christmas it. comes out. Oh. Yes. Up wow. against November, man. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since that's happened, too. And then finally, <laughs> December, oh, no, okay, almost finally, December 2nd, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, okay. 100-foot journey. And then finally, December 9th, Guardians of the Galaxy. That's nice. too far. And no, when that's the, perfect. I want it October 9th. When the Game Stands Tall comes out that day, too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then December 16th is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Boo. December 23rd, nothing good. And December 30th. Oh, you know you want the turtles in your stocking. Nothing good there. No, I don't want the turtles anywhere near a stocking of mine. (laughs) I'd rather take coal. Dwayne Johnson confirms he's in a new movie. New Baywatch movie. What? I saw this when I pulled up IMDb. Because... uh, Dwayne Johnson confirms he will star in a Baywatch movie. Gotta like that quote. This is my beach, bitch. (laughs) Baywatch is coming to the big screen, Dwayne Johnson confirmed via Instagram. This is my beach, bitch. Rumors are true. We are making Baywatch the movie. Edgy, raunchy, and hopefully funny as hell. Okay, so they are going to go with the comedy like they did with Starsky and Hutch. All right. Okay. Then maybe I'll Starsky and Hutch. That's... uh, Ben, ben Stiller, Stiller yeah. and that had a comedy aspect to exactly. it. Exactly. I'm not saying it was great. It was, uh, I was going to say, okay, if, if you're going to pull something, Starsky and Hutch is where you go. <laughs> I love Jessica Stevens. No idea who she is. The Rock needs to learn the word no and use it frequently. <laughs> <laughs> well, Want me to be in a movie? Okay. <laughs> hey, he, as he at least he is going to be Black Adam. That's something. Yeah. But yeah. one wrong does not make one right. Yeah. It doesn't balance out like that in Hollywood. Uh, let me see. Two, I don't know. Look at his... Uh, yeah, look at his track record. He's like a hit down. Hit down. Hercules. Here's a little bit, too. X-Men Apocalypse is to focus more on Jennifer Lawrence's mystique. Really? Uh, uh, she's hot right now. Hunger Games, she's one of the hottest actresses on the yeah. planet right now. Yeah, I can. They're they're definitely gonna have to. Oh, it focuses on the relationship between Mystique and Beast. What? Well, it'll focus on the impact Xavier and Lesher have had on Mystique, as well as the friendship between Charles and Eric. Hmm. I don't know. Oh, although it doesn't rule them out of future movies, Kinsberg said Apocalypse will close the trilogy for the aforementioned first class characters. I like the first class storyline. Yeah, I do too. I, I, that, Days of Future's Past was really, really, yeah. really good. So if they close off the first class, that just leaves the original. And they're all 900 years old. Oh. Yeah. 
them. That just means a reboot. That's all. I don't know when this news dropped. Did we on the la- our last real episode? Did we talk about the what they're doing with the Days of Futures Past Blu-ray? No. The the Rogue Cut. No. No. So you haven't heard this? No. It's coming out in a couple weeks, right? That's sure. the theatrical cut. Yeah. Next year, they're going to release the Rogue Cut. Over 10 minutes of extra footage, most of that being the rogue footage that they cut out, the, the Anna Paquin footage. Hmm. Okay. A lot of people like the rogue character and yeah, but were what's, upset that she wasn't in it. She, she was, was in, it in it for five seconds. Like, Doesn't matter. Mm, they want more. Well, it was more like three and a half. There's about, <laughs> there's about 10 minutes <laughs> oh, well, somewhere, a, a good chunk of a 10-minute extra footage of her. That they're putting back in, and they're calling it the Rogue Cut. So are they going to show the footage I filmed for that movie? (laughs) Probably not. Sure, it's me being escorted off the lot by cops, but I was there. (laughs) You need to go now. (laughs) What? (laughs) Ow, ow, ow. Okay. Into our news, Idris Elba has confirmed he's not in Guy Ritchie's King Arthur. Boo. Apparently, a bunch of rumors have been flying around that he is locked in. He is not. Yeah, I I remember seeing that. No, that's, that's new. Yeah, he was set to play a, mer- a version of the Merlin character. Uh, Elba, an agreement was never reached, and he will not be appearing in any capacity. Boo. Hmm. Uh, Colin Farrell, though, has confirmed for True Detective Season 2. Yeah. I have to watch that. I'm starting to get really intrigued. I'm, I am, too. I'm hearing a lot of buzz. Yeah. You it, know? It's interesting. It's it's you got to really kind of push through it. The pacing is really, really weird. But you get into it, you're going to be, you're, you'll, you'll get in deep. He says he's going to be playing Ray Valcaro, a man who has been damaged by years of trauma in both his personal and professional life. Taylor Kinch and Vince Vaughn both remain strongly linked to the series, although neither has been confirmed yet. See, and I heard that Vince Vaughn and Colin Farrell were the duo for the second season. I heard that was a done deal already. Nope. So that. far, just the one. Uh, Robert Orksy drops out of Power Rangers reboot. No! I know. <laughs> I was so looking forward to that. Man. Let's see here. Lionsgate forthcoming Power Never. Rangers reboot has Not suffered the from blow. Down the road. <laughs> Lionsgate forthcoming Power Rangers reboot has suffered from blow with Robert Orsi stepping down. Suffered from blow? No, suffered a bit of a blow. (laughs) You'd have to do blow to be on that movie. (laughs) In order to concentrate on Star Trek 3. What? Yes. He's expected to have a certain degree of input into the screenwriting process with Zach Stentz and Ashley Miller currently dating a script. Drafting a script, sorry. They're dating a script. They're dating a script. (laughs) However, Orsi has only just completed the first draft of Star Trek III script alongside co-producers and will be focusing on that project for the foreseeable future. He's also expected to direct the new film. Mm -hmm. Uh, My great-nephew has moved on on Netflix from Power Rangers. He's now watching uh, this new Voltron series. Is that the animated one? Yeah. Uh, Star Trek is expected to get a release date in 2016, which will coincide with the 50th anniversary of that franchise. Ah, coincidence. Mm, I think not. Suicide Squad, comic adaption to be directed by David Ayer. This is a rumor. Uh, let me see here. Fury and Endwatch director David Ayer uh, has been reportedly been approached by Warner Brothers to direct Suicide Squad. Uh-oh. Okay. Rob. Uh-oh. Rob? 
I mentioned that on our last episode. <laughs> and you that was snapped at me because we talked about it the week before that. Mm-hmm. Now it's news. <laughs> Could this be Warner Brothers' answer to Sinister Six? It certainly no. <laughs> looks the way, although you should expect to see any of DC's big-name baddies populating the Suicide sure. Squad. <laughs> I have to ask, why are we friends? <laughs> I'm starting to question. <laughs> Dude, you can only talk about it when it's news. Vin Diesel shows off his new look from The Last Witch Hunter. He's got a lot of hair. Fake hair. Oh, probably. Um, I don't think he can grow hair. Vin Diesel, a, a, a woman I work with today, talking, I was going to the movies or whatever, she said she just watched Cap 2 and really liked it. Yeah. And I said, well, you, you know, you got to see Guardians of the Galaxy next. And she said, I don't want to see it because Vin Diesel doesn't look like Vin Diesel. I don't want to see a Vin Diesel movie if he doesn't look like Vin Diesel. <sighs> it, he got paid how many millions to say four words? Like Five. Jeez. Five. I, I, I am Groot. Groot. We are Groot. Then, rawr! Oh, okay, yeah, five words. So, five words in a noise. Yeah. I am Groot. We, we are Groot, yeah. I, I, I am, we are yeah. Groot. Okay. Yeah. Five words. Yeah. That's a sweet fucking agent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Oliver Stone wants Jordan Joseph Gordon Lovett for the Edward Snowden biopic. I can see that. Sure, kids got chops. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he looks close enough to Snowden. I don't even know what Snowden looks like to, to be able to judge. Joseph Gordon Lovett. Okay, Jeez. I'll take your word for it. The film will be based on *Time of the Octopus*, the memoir of Snowden's lawyer, <laughs> with Stone set to write and direct the pick. Hmm. That's what I like about Stone. He's like he's he's afraid to. Face controversy. Oh, he's so scared of it. I know. Yes, he is. Yeah. Very much so. Mm-hmm. Colin Firth <laughs> stars in a new Kingsman trailer. Do you remember that one? Yes. Yeah. It's like yeah. a James Bondish kind yeah. of thing. The James Bond training. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm actually looking forward to that. That does look good. Yeah. And Brian Singer officially directing X-Men Apocalypse. Yes. Oh, Kel Surprise. I know. I know. Kel Surprise. I know. Hey. Uh, Okay. It's official. You've got to wonder who else would go in there and fuck it up. Uh, how's your, your level of uh, anger and ire right now? Oh, are you You want to bring that up now? I, I do, because okay. we're, we're at uh, 110. Okay. Yeah. Are, is the news done? Oh, no. But go ahead. I want to hear this. Yeah. So, we've been... As Kevin Smith fans as we are, <laughs> you being his boyfriend. Obsessed. Yes. Uh, we have been patiently awaiting since podcast, Smodcast 259, the Tusk movie. One year and two months. We've but been waiting. Who's counting? <laughs> <laughs> so when it finally did get announced that it was going to be made, and then the release date was put out, we went sweet. The end of September. Well, no, it was September September, 19th. 20, September 19th with his release date. Okay. And everybody's going, yes. It, he, he, The man himself, he said, it's going to be a wide release. A24 in the States is going to put a big wide release. 600 screens. Not a single screen in Canada. 600 screens in the U.S. Okay, crybabies. Let's, let's look at this a little. Uh, no, 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 no. There's more. 
Oh, I know there's more, but let's look at this back step, just a hair. Where did the movie premiere? Toronto National Film Canada. Movie. Yeah, okay. Weiner Face could have saw it then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. See, his, his professed love of Canada and all things Canadian, we thought, oh, okay, we're going to be in on the, on, the, on the rush. Yep. We were wrong. Yep. It was then, okay, the 19th. Nope, no Canada dates. It opens in Canada two weeks later. Five screens in Canada. Five. Not 500. Five. Five. Period. And the closest screen to us is in Toronto. Yeah. I can't justify a three-hour drive to watch an hour and a half movie. Can't do it. Why not? I can't. There's no obsession there. No, nope, I can't. No, nope, at all. I'd go there for Star Wars. <laughs> Just saying. Where's all those books, Rob? Hey, oh. That's Disney's fault. Okay. So Disney's when fault. that news dropped, <laughs> when that when he had five theaters, I he he did not respond. He did not. Are you naturally, kidding? I didn't wouldn't expect him to, but I said I tweeted Mr. Smith himself, and I said uh, for a movie that's supposed to be a love letter to Canada, releasing in only five theaters is very disappointing. Hashtag one sad walrus. Yep, but I'm. I almost want to turn in my Kevin Smith fanboy card. That's never going to happen. No, it's not. But I almost no. want to. My, my, my hashtag was uh, hashtag walrus yes, just not for you. Yeah. Okay, what the hell does hashtag do? If enough people use that same hashtag, it, that's what makes it trend. So that when you log into Twitter, you'll see the top trends. Oh. So the more and more people who use that hashtag, the more it pops up on the trends, and then people will click on it and see what it's, what's it about. Are you checking? So if I go on Twitter... You're not going to see anybody else trending one side walrus, I guarantee you. <laughs> no, I'm just checking. Ooh, 15 people on Jason Sucks so far. <laughs> <laughs> You're right, that does work. Uh, yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So Kevin Smith, if you're listening, yeah. very, very cross with you, sir. <laughs> Disappointed! <laughs> Your disappointment has not yet peaked. William Shatner will be starring in Star Trek Three. <laughs> yes. Is Chris Pine dead? <laughs> According to Badass Digest, Robert Orsi has been desperate to reunite Shatner with the franchise and has added a scene in which Shatner and Leonard Nimoy appear together as Kirk and Spock. <laughs> if true, it would be a fairly monumentous moment marking the first time the pair have appeared together in a canon Star Trek outing since Star Trek V. <laughs> Robert Orsi, stop. Because Someone tackle him. It sucked. <laughs> tackle him. Tackle wow. Robert Orsi now. Slap some sense into him. Oh, wait a minute. This is Star Trek Four. Yes, that's four. But they were in five and six together. Were they never on screen together? I don't oh, maybe that's it. That's the thing. Because yeah, I don't know about five. I didn't even bother with that garbage. But six was great. He was arrested, and Spock was running the ship. Yeah, they were never that, really even together. number Star Treks are the best ones. They are. Yeah. <laughs> but now I got to go here. Will Robert Orsi and William Shatner respond to Star Trek three rumors? Neither will confirm possibility of a Shatner Nimoy reunion. 
Not in my interest to confirm or deny anything because it limits my options while maintaining my integrity as a truth teller, says Orsi. In other words, yes, it's happening. Uh, it's yes. <laughs> Just hasn't been signed. No. And then Shatner is similarly noncommittal. Let's talk ST, tweeted the star. I don't know anything about the current gossip. Nobody has contacted me right now. It's just rhetoric to cause hype. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sure. Uh-huh. No one's contacted you. They contacted your manager. That's right. Not you. No. Okay. And then I'm going to jump ahead because this one here says, William Shatner says he's been approached by J.J. Abrams <laughs> about Star Trek Three. <laughs> this timeline. <laughs> William Shatner has shed more light on the rumors as a potential appearance in Star Trek Three by revealing J.J. Abrams has been in touch with him. J.J. Abrams? Uh-huh. He's the producer behind him. Oh, okay. It's all over the internet that the director had held an interview and said they want Shatner and Nimoy to be in the next movie. I'll bet you J.J.'s frothing at the mouth at this point. So the news is out that they have an idea that they want Leonard and myself. That's from Shatner. I would love to do it, he continued, but how do you get my 50 years later into the movie? I mean, how do you rationalize it? I know it's science fiction, but even I couldn't come up with an idea. <laughs> Time travel. Blame the tribbles. Ooh, yes. Tribbles. Blame the tribbles. Yep. Damn tribbles. And Vince Vaughn is confirmed for True Detective. There we go. Which is an interesting dynamic, but... Mm -hmm. Him and Colin Farrell. Well, and Vince Vaughn always being the more comedic guy, but then so was really Woody Harrelson. For the yeah. Part, right? And so, yeah, if you see True Blood, or True Blood, True Detective, season one, you'll you'll definitely understand what they're trying to pull. This is Vince Vaughn trying to go dark and serious. Oh, okay. I think he could do it. Uh, didn't he do Rounders? Well, I don't think he was in that. Was he? Wait a minute. Didn't he do the remake of Psycho? Vince Vaughn? Yeah, wasn't he the new Norman Bates? The no. The Psycho years ago? No, I don't think so. We'll look that up. I never I never saw it, but for some reason I'm thinking that was Vince Vaughn. <clears throat> I don't think he did Psycho. Okay, Vincent Anthony Vaughn. Uh, True Detective, Anchorman 2, Deliver Man, A Case of You, The Watch, you The Dilemma, Red Claws, Into the Wild. Oh, he was in Into the Wild. That's right. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, Thumbsucker, Anchorman, Dodgeball, Starsky and Hutch, Old School, Polly Shore is Dead, One Can Only Wish, Zoolander, mm, Psycho, The Cell. Oh, he did do Psycho in 98. That's the Gus Van Sant remake. Huh, Okay. And he was in the cell too. That's uh, in Hesh. Ah, okay. Um, that's where uh, Anne Hesh's butthole comes from. <laughs> that's right. Okay. Oh, and he was in the Lost World, <laughs> Jurassic Park. <laughs> I'm not gonna sing the song. <laughs> okay, I guess he's tried it. Yeah, but it's been a while. He's been known as the comedy guy for so long. It's yeah. Been a while. Had to. Yeah. Charles Dance and Lena Headley. <laughs> Charles Dance and Lena Headley are cast in Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. Nice. Yep. Awesome. No word as yet regarding who they will be playing, although in a scrap between a Lannister and a member of the undead, who knows who would put your money on? <laughs> uh, I remember you were talking about uh, Partially Devoured. 
Yes. I talked to Mr. Miori uh, on the on the weekend. Yes. And he really appreciates you watching. And he wants you to know uh, Zombie TV is only airing six of his 16 shows that he has in the can. Really? And he's digitally remastered everything. But they're only airing six. Okay. And he's in talks with two other uh, channels on Roku to okay. um, get his stuff out. That but he, he, he wanted to say thank you and that he really appreciates you watching. And you reminded me because I, I wanted to bring it up earlier. You mentioned Godzilla. Yeah. The second episode of Partially Devoured is Yangari, <laughs> the Korean knockoff of Godzilla. We might have to talk to Mr. John then. Maybe he wants to screen something at CKX. I, I, I did talk to him about it. He still sounded interested in making an appearance. Um, we will uh, we'll definitely hammer something down mm-hmm. as uh, we get a little bit closer. Okay. Uh, Jeremy Renner talks Hawkeye. Hints of appearance in Captain America 3. I'm happy to be in the ensemble. I'm not scratching or clawing to do a solo movie by any means. I think it's a utility guy that can help bounce around into other people's universes a bit. Uh, Early word we're hearing is that he's a bigger role in Avengers 2. Him and Hulk are getting expanded roles. Well, see, now that would be cool. Uh, Kira Knightley and Chloe Grace Moret star in a new trailer for Say When. When? I don't recall saying... I I don't do it. No, no. It looks chick flicky and we don't have time. Why don't we have time, Jason? Because it's 121. Yes. I'm sorry. List of eight movies? Well, I wouldn't be doing my job. I, yeah, I, I have to defend Jason yeah, on this. I guess, this I guess. is what it, we're supposed to be doing. Exactly. You, you, you burst over one real quick. Liam Neeson in Ted 2. I don't care. Boy, that's Morgan Freeman and Liam Neeson. Yeah. In Ted 2. That's All nice. Right. Ridley Scott says Blade Runner 2 script is done. <gasps> Shoot it. Shoot it. Now, well, that worries me though. That means he kind of rushed it. Oh, really? It's Ridley Scott. Okay, his track record says he makes shitty screenplays. But how long did he take to write them? If he rushed it, that worries. Let's see. Blade Runner came out in 1982. That gives him 34 years to work. 32 years. Thinking about it, had those ideas. Great, but if he rushed it, it worries me. Uh, okay, I bet you. I just bet you. If you looked at Ridley Scott's laptop, it has a Blade Runner fucking folder on the front, just full of ideas. He just went click like this, like this, like this. Run it through. First draft done. Yeah, probably. But it just because he just said like less than a month ago that he was going to do it, and now Poofy's got this. How long did it take Kevin Smith to write Tusk, Yoga Hosers, and Moose Jaws? Yeah, true. But but you want to okay? You're putting Kevin on the same pedestal as Ridley Scott. Yeah. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) I figured you'd appreciate that. With my f- current feelings on Kevin? Oh, I'm just trying to bring you back to the fold. I appreciate it. Okay. Oh, yeah, it sure I sounds like you really appreciated it. it. Yeah. Dwayne Johnson will star in a Robert Ludlum adaptation. Uh, <laughs> we don't need it. We just don't. say no, Rocky. The just say no. Jansen Directive, it's going to be called. 
No, Rocky, no. <laughs> no, Rocky, no. <laughs> It'll follow Johnson as former consular ops agent Paul Jansen, who has become a private security consultant, having grown uncomfortable with the number of contracts killings required by his old employers. A.K.A. James Bond, A.K.A. Jack Ryan, A.K.A. whatever other spy fucking franchise out there. Yeah. Alex Winter in talks for Bill and Ted 3. No. <laughs> yes. Stop it. The thing we had going against us was that word got out, says Winter. That was kind of a bummer. It just takes a long time to put a movie together. Um, this is the information age. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, Welcome to the internet. Yeah. The fact that it gets out should not surprise anybody with an internet connection. As to what the sequel will deal with, Winter says it's about Bill and Ted growing up. Or not grown up. It's really sweet and really fucking funny, but it's a Bill and Ted movie. So it fits stupid. very neatly into the series. It's not going to feel like a reboot. First one, stupid. Great. Second one, ugh. oh well, okay. Station off, off the flippers of Tusk. <laughs> the flippers, nicely done. Like that, huh? <laughs> Kevin Smith has financing for Clerks Three. Finally, yes, yes that, that's that's exciting. But when is he going to? After Yoga Hosers, after Moose Jaws, after the Krampus. Means we got like two years. Oh, well, what? It's like what? You got someplace you got to be? I want it now. You got someplace you I want it now. Oh, you entitled little bitch. You That's ain't getting right. it now. Gimme, gimme, gimme. No shit. After this debacle with Tusk, gimme fucking clerks now. Debacle. Debacle. Okay. Debacle. He's expecting Canadians to pirate that damn movie. Oh, he's not. <laughs> I really want to say something, but I, I like, can't. I liked how you, uh, you you took back your like on the, the Clerks 3 on <laughs> Facebook after the news came out. That was me. I take back my like in protest. <laughs> well, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, the sequel's coming out. It's going to be released simultaneously on IMAX and Netflix. Mm. What? what? Uh, okay. Not sure how IMAX and Netflix are related to each other, but... It's all coming out at the same time. Both show movies? IMAX is on a huge freaking screen. IMAX is on whatever you put it on. And Netflix is on whatever you put it on. Oh, Netflix. Yeah. Pay $20 to see it. You could actually go to an IMAX and then you can stream Netflix on your iPhone. (gasps) While watching it in IMAX. And you can hold it up and you can compare the two. This one's better. (laughs) (laughs) Like, this sounds better. That is awesome. Yeah. Well, Tarantino's Hateful Eight will begin shooting in December. Yes. Hurry up. I like the poster. Got the wagon yes, train I'm with impatient. the blood behind it. Yep. I'm impatient. No, not We not hadn't impatient. noticed. Entitled Little Bitch. That's it. <laughs> Speaking of horror movies with showgirls, Magic Mike Double XL <laughs> adds Elizabeth Banks, Andy McDowell, and Amber Heard. Amber Heard. Ooh, Amber Heard. Amber Heard and Elizabeth Banks. Uh, are they... Uh, <sighs> did you get me? Come on now. Damn it. I got to watch this movie now. Oh, no. It's Son fate. Don't do it. It's bait. It it's is. Bait. <laughs> it's a trap. It's a trap. It's got their picture underneath a box with a stick. And I'm just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, I really want that. Tatum Channing's behind a bush going, you really want that? Come get me, big boy. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Brett Ratner is developing a rush hour TV show. 
Uh, Uh, He's set to bring the mismatched buddy cop actioneer rush hour to the small screen. Oh, mismatched buddy cop stuff's done. Yep. Uh Uh-huh. Zombieland 2 gets a new writer. I didn't realize they're making a zombie. It's been motionless for some time now, but the course Uh appears to be stirring. (laughs) (laughs) Deadline reports that Sony has hired Dave Callahan to write the script for the sequel, having previously worked on Doom and The Expendables. That's not the Dave that should be working on it. No. Uh, Ruben Fleischer is in place to return as the director, although the report does make it clear that no deal has been officially struck. Plot-wise, there's no official details. Wonder if Amber Heard's going to be back in it. Could hurt the ask. Uh, but it says <laughs> the like. Oh, uh, when asked previously about the hint, initial idea, of the sequel, Fletcher. Oh wait, that's not the one I wanted to read. <laughs> All right, let's uh, wrap it up. Yep. Here it is. Uh, but with the likes of Jesse Eisenberg and Emma Stone uh, in far greater demand now than they were then. Don't know. Not a fan of Emma Stone, really. And Jason Sudakis and Peter Dinklage join the Angry Birds voice cast. Xander has been uh, telling me the, what? the listing of that. They're doing an Angry Birds animated feature. But they've never had voices before. No. But Xander's been going over the the cast list for that, and he's pretty excited about it. That he's grounded. A, Xander, you're grounded. That and a oh, Captain no way. Underpants animated movie that's coming. Yeah. That's a popular kids' book series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Jason Sudakis is to head up as a Red, the original Red Angry Bird. Uh, Josh Gad voicing Yellow, uh, Chuck, and Danny McBride as Volatile Bomb, the big black one. No, <laughs> if you want to, Angry Red Bird, Lewis Black. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, because see, nothing compares to the last piece of news, which we've already talked about. Dwayne Johnson to head up Baywatch movie. <sighs> Why are we rehashing a, sh- a, a news clip that we just did because it's news it's on here no <laughs> we gotta go didn't you hear me telling that to time to go say goodbye rob i don't want to that we don't have any time for plugs because rob got greedy with the news damn news damn news so for another week at the movie madhouse <laughs> Your your tone just dramatically. <laughs> dramatically? It's just, you're, you're, so you don't have time. So another week at the movie madhouse. <laughs> so for another week at the movie madhouse. Is that better? Yes. You like that? That yes. was. Okay. I felt excited there for a second. <sighs> yes. I'm excited this is over. <laughs> no. <laughs> what? You and Tom can go talk again. Yes. Someday. Traitor. Yeah. Yep. Excuse me, Mr. Flashback Fridays? Hey, don't even talk to me. We're focusing on you, not me. Mr. Flashback Fridays and Hats and Bats? Hey, we're hey, focusing on you. Shut up. Quit, <laughs> quit deflecting, okay? Uh, we're we're focusing. <laughs> <laughs> so, for another week of the movie, Madhouse. <laughs> this has been Mike. <laughs> Jason. And Rob. We'll maybe talk to you next week. <laughs> Maybe. Bye bye. Maybe see ya. Yeah, bye. <laughs> you alright? <laughs> <laughs>